Hello. Welcome to Feeling 50 Shades of Fucking Everything. Are you even fucking out there? Because you haven't fucking subscribed. And I see your finger. It is hovering over that button. It's hovering. Push it. Push the fucking button. Right now. Right now, you need to push the fucking button. Or decide to fucking follow us. Facebook, Instagram. There's many platforms you can choose from. Or rate our podcast. Give us five stars. Don't be giving us one. Fucking five stars. Five fucking stars. That's what we deserve. So, thank you for listening to our podcast and enjoy the next episode of Feeling Fifty Shades of Fucking Everything. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Feeling Fifty Shades of Everything. This is Dre. Yes, I'm on my own. I'm feeling Fifty Shades of Lost. No Lisa, just me, myself, and I on this episode. And I think I've done about 50 million takes. Hopefully this will be the last, the final one. It'll go amazingly. One can hope. So I am feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm feeling lonely. But I'm going to do this. I'm pulling up my big girl pants. And I'm going to raise my big old glass of Pinot Noir. I filled it with enough wine in here for both Lisa and I. Because she's coming with me one way or another. And it was in the, in the alcohol. So she's here in my wine glass. I'm going to raise a glass to her and say this better be the last fucking episode I do by myself. Because my voice is just so irritating to hear. I don't like it. So I'm going to take a swig mm-hmm. and start with our topic, which is relationships amid COVID. And there are various relationships in our lives. I'm just going to touch on a couple. And in doing so, I'm also going to give a few helpful hints, I hope that will keep us all just hanging in there till we reach 2021 in which I hope there's a silver lining to all this. So there's a lot of pressures in our relationships right now. Um, and the first relationship I'm going to talk about is marriage. That's a big one. And let's just say COVID oh, has really done a number on marriages. And I don't think it's brought out the best in people. But of being in a marriage for over 24 years, thank God I am blessed with um, a man that is taking it one day at a time is flexible is understanding communicates. Um, but I'm thinking right now to those of you who have either just gotten married, getting ready to be married have decided to be in a permanent relationship without having to quote, you know, say I do. And I think about you all and I feel like you've really gotten the short end of the straw here. 
Um, I think COVID's come in and ripped out the rug of time from under your feet. And what I mean by taking out the rug of time, I mean that being married over 24 years, uh, I've been lucky enough to work through such things in a marriage as those little idiosyncrasies that tend to get on one another's nerves, you know, um, how you put clothes away, um, how the bed's made, how the caps put on the toothpaste. Um, I've also been able to learn how to deal with differences in personalities. You know, we're all different and, you know, some of us like to do different things. Some of us like a lot of football. Some of us like to read a lot. Some of us like a lot of people around. Some of us don't like a lot of people around. Um, some of us like to go, go, go. Some of us not so much. Uh, so in 24 years, I've learned, we've learned as a couple how to manage that. Balancing time as a couple and then finding time for ourselves. We all need that. We all need our space. We all need to figure out couple time so that we don't, you know, merge into just couples or then lose ourselves and not be a couple and just want to do things separately and are basically roommates. You know, we've learned how to manage romance. 24 years, you got to keep it going. You know, um, you see each other every day. And after 24 years, you can't start the romance. Working in the same space 24-7. We have, after 24 years, we've only done that once. And that's been during COVID. You know, prior to that, we both work. We come home. And he's got a very weird schedule, so I don't even see him as normal couples, a lot of them. It's, you see each other at dinner. We don't have that. Um, but getting back to you uh, recently married or brought together couples, you have had to, in a nanosecond, take your relationship and it has had to mature and it has had to grow up over such a short period of time due to COVID. Um, and that has got to be enormously uh, frustrating. And the pressure has got to be very daunting. And that's why I say you got the short end of the straw. You haven't been given the luxury of having time to enjoy that first couple years, that newlywed phase, that everything's of, you know, a bed of roses. No, COVID has come to you and wagged his little finger and said, oh, hell no to you. Welcome to year 10 of marriage. Yeah, the joke was on us when COVID came in and hit us married people and permanent relationship people together and living together people. Yeah. So what are, what are people to do? What do you do when you're just trying to commit yourselves to each other without wanting to wave the white flag and say, I'm out of here. Oh, oh, oh no. What was I thinking? What did I get my, 
you know, self into. Well, um, there is things we can do. And even though Yahoo Life, according to a survey, said that 60% of people say their relationships, relationships, excuse me, suffer when they're unable to get out and have new experience. Okay, well, no shit, Sherlock. Wouldn't don't we all suffer when we don't get out and have new experiences and grow? No shit. And guess what? COVID came again and was like, uh-huh. Let's see what happens when I forbid you to have new experiences. What's going to happen? Pressure, cracks in relationships, fighting, lack of communication, distancing, um, brought a lot of heaviness to our relationships, but we can do something. So what can we do? Okay, here's where I give a little hope. How about we remember that, you know what? None of us have been through this before. Nobody's going through what you're going through right now. My 24 and change marriage has never been through this before. You newlyweds, you couples that are now together, you've never been through this before. We have no point of reference. We can't talk to anybody and say, what do we do? So that I want you to understand, we're all new to this. This is a new ball game. So we need to know we're all adapting. Look at your partner and say, hey, I get it. You're adapting. I'm adapting. We're new to this. We got to figure this out together. We need to be flexible. We need to know that what we do isn't written in stone, but we have to be able to adapt. We're adapting to a new environment right now. We need to know that we need to communicate. Oh my God, if communication was ever needed and needed to be stronger than ever it is now, you need to express your frustrations, express that you're overwhelmed, you're feeling totally stuck. You're, you're feeling helpless. You need to communicate that. And one major thing we need to do as we're all adapting is lower our expectations. They aren't what you thought they were going to be, right? We thought our first month of marriage was going to be the honeymoon phase. We thought, oh my God, we were going to go on a honeymoon. We thought this, we thought that. No, we got shortchanged. You got shortchanged. Lower those expectations and know that, you know, we can't build resentment because that's what expectations do. Get rid of them. Lower them. Take it day by day. Sex, people, come on. Let's relax on, on the sex a little bit. We need to be a little more realistic. I'm not saying you try every way possible that you can to be spontaneous and shake things up a little bit, but don't, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. Again, this pandemic <laughs> is ever changing and what's today may not be tomorrow. So, you know, even though spontaneous spontaneity prior to COVID was, oh my God, do what you want to do, where you want to do it. It's not possible with COVID and that's okay. And you need to understand that 
not being as spontaneous is okay. You might need to check out our Starving the Romance podcast. And you might need to check out our Expectation podcast. And you might need to check out our uh, Secrets of the Love Languages, right? I think there's a lot of uh, good information in our podcast. Schedule time apart from each other, one to two hours a day. The whole couple things amazing, but you are now possibly working 24 hours, seven days, not working, being together 24-7 in the same environment. You need a break, one to two hours a day. Move it, move it. Even if you're working in two separate rooms, you still need that one, two hours a day to do something for each other alone. Okay. So for each other, you're going to do something separately alone. I know that sounds a little weird, but that's what I meant. For your relationship, you are going to do something separately. You do you and they do they, they, she just do it alone. Whether you meditate, whether you read a book, whether you go outside and sit by yourself, you need that alone time. Make sure you do it, people. Then together, find a new hobby. Do something like cooking. Ew, can't imagine it, but do it. Maybe people like to cook together. Maybe you learn a new language. Your honeymoon was supposed to be to Italy. Okay. Now you're not going right away. Maybe it's pushed off. Learn a new language. So when you do get to go, you can speak Italian. How about you exercise together? Great way to physically burn off frustrations and stay healthy and be together. Find a hobby. Do something together that you might enjoy. Like learn to... I don't know. I'm going to put out there. My husband would like me to learn how to be in the garage with him and do his woodworking. (laughs) Not happening, but just an example, because if I were out there, I'd, a finger would be lost. I'd, I'd saw it off or, you know, it, it would just get ugly fast. So no hobby as far as woodworking for the Mancini's. Now I'm going to take a sip of my wine now that I've rambled on. Mm. And we're going to talk about the other lovely relationship, parenting. Good Lord, people, those of you that are parenting right now, I don't know where to begin. It's got to be a juggling act. I mean, my head is pounding thinking about y'all with kids in elementary, high school, how you are trying to do the hybrid online teaching, you know, being a teacher, being a parent, keeping your child, children motivated, engaged in their classes, even though they have lack of socialization, the burnout, the family must be going through, feeling stuck, feeling fatigued, drained, you know, critiquing your parenting, critiquing how each other is doing parenting. My mind's spinning right now because it has got to be a total cluster right now. And I can't imagine what you're doing, how you're getting by without the boxed wine on the counter and indulging every single night. 
what do you do? What do you do when COVID steps in and says, nope, you're a little first grader who's so excited to get on that bus. Nope, you're going to be home and you're going to be teaching them and parenting them every day. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to get to go and socialize. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, no fun. And their ability to stay focused is a nanosecond. Yeah, they just want to get up and walk around, eat their snack. They don't want to sit there and look at Miss Mary, who's been blabbling away on Zoom for 40 minutes. I can't stand Zooming for 40 minutes on a meeting. Good God. So what do we do, people? How do we stay with our heads above water parenting? All right, I'm going to say this. Don't critique yourself too harshly. Don't critique your other half if they're parenting, if they're trying to pull their weight. Negativity is not going to help the situation. You know, we can be our own worst enemy. um, So we need to reel it in. And again, remember, we have never been here before. This is a new ball game to all of us. So we need to reel it in and remember. We're human, you know, let's make a plan. How about we think about making a family plan? Give our kids schedules. Yes, they need schedules, people. They do. They might kick and scream, but structure is important. They thrive on that. But let's remember your plan might suck the first time around. It might need to be tweaked. It might not work the first time. Just like when you rode a bike. First of all, you got up and you fell down. Oh, then when you stayed up a little bit, you needed training wheels. Then once, you know, you finally got going with the training wheels, you took them off and you still fell down. Nothing is etched in stone. It can be changed. It can be altered. But once you get into some sort of routine, some sort of family plan, you you might be able to go over those rocks a little easier, those bumps, you know, when you're riding that bike and, and you hit a little bump, you don't necessarily fall off once you've been doing it a little bit. So cut yourself some slack. Don't beat yourself up over this. Uh, again, we're adapting. You know, this is, how many times do I have to say this? Unprecedented. Feel like I should be like on a debate. It's unprecedented. Get outdoors with your kids. It's okay. Do they have to learn in the same four walls every single day? Sometimes you might need to take it and change things up a little bit. Yes, I said a, a schedule. Absolutely. Yes, they need structure. But every once in a while, it's okay to change it up. My son's home from Temple. He cannot study do his workload in his room every day or in our kitchen every day, 24 seven, every day he changes it up. He'll go outside on the deck. Maybe you need to do that. Then during his classes, he needs a break. We all need a break. Get your kids outside, go for a walk, go to a park, get outdoors, get fresh air. And you know what? It's okay to be silly. 
regress a little bit, people. I do it every day, and I'm not even got kids to have an excuse to regress. But it's all right. Be silly. Regress with them. Listen, if there's a day you just want to kick and scream, kick and scream. You know, some days I want to take my blanket and go under my desk. Oh, it's tough right now. Communicate. Talk with your kids. Let them know that, you know what, you're not happy right now. You're frustrated right now. And you know what? Tell them. They can be frustrated. They can be miserable. It's okay. We're all going through this together. And another thing that I think, I think a big, big thing that I think could be extremely helpful is journaling. And maybe you're looking at me and saying, my kid can't even write yet. All right. Maybe they can't write yet. Maybe they can draw. Give them a notebook or a sketching pad and let them draw how they're feeling. Write how they're feeling. And you do it too. Journal. Journal what's going on, how you're feeling, what what your day is bringing. Maybe you want to give a a topic to a day. But every day, carve out time to just let the brain go, let the hand go, pick up crayons, pick up a pen, and let it go. It is therapeutic. Let it out. And finally, if you need outside help, freaking get some help, people. No man is an island. You need uh, somebody who's, you know, neutral, who has can come in with an unbiased view and help you get resources, give you insight, how to handle these daunting days, these trying times. Go for it. You know, make your world as positive and as stressless as possible because It is 110% an uphill battle right now. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about you single people. Oh, you single ladies? Oh, and men. Okay, everybody's single out there. Boy, do you got your work cut out for you, don't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Dating is hard enough. You couldn't pay me to be back in the dating world. Oh, hell to the no let alone COVID and what the fuck, right? Like you don't go now to a bar and sit on a bar and then go from a bar stool and then go to some guy's side and then from some guy's side to your apartment, his apartment. It don't happen like that, people. Okay? COVID ain't making that happen. And then let's talk about finding somebody in a supermarket, which can't say I totally believe in that theory. I hear you can meet people in a supermarket. Don't know about that. But even prior to COVID, meeting somebody in a supermarket, all right, fine. Now let's go to COVID. You really going to get somebody with a mask on and you're six feet distancing. And you're going to be able to see if you're interested in them at all. While they're like looking over the cereal box. Uh, no, I think you're going to have a hard time picking somebody up in aisle six. Just saying. 
We're not having large gatherings right now. We're not able to go to large establishments, you know, and hang out. Not happening, people. And even at, you know, homes, people, friends' houses, they're not having huge parties if they're being COVID-wise. Not happening. College people, this is a huge dating time for you. You're supposed to be like totally picking girls up, guys up, dating, finding what you like, finding what you don't like, having the time of your life. And now many of you are homebound. Total buzzkill, right? Mm -hmm. I see it. I got an 18-year-old upstairs, almost 19. I see the buzzkill every day. It ain't a pretty picture. So what are we going to do, people? Let me just say this, and this is what, you know, I have uh, educated myself with. And I hope it's helpful to you. You can give me a thumbs down or up on this. There are platforms like Bumble, eHarmony. Okay, utilize them. Utilize them. And some of them now have changed their platforms to having like video chats, kind of like a Zoom, where you can see each other. So maybe this is a time to consider what you're really looking for in a meet. You know, maybe it's more about substance than the immediate eye candy. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there needs to be attraction. All right. You, you can't look at somebody and if you look at their face and when they open their mouth, if you're not attracted to them, mm, okay, there's got to be a little bit of chemistry there. If there's not, move on to the next video chat, okay? But it gets you to engage in more conversations. You get to go deeper. You get to find out if there's more substance than just seeing somebody and maybe getting the beer goggles on, all right? Kind of makes you dive a little bit more into people. You know, now they do say also, there are activities besides having a conversation. You can video and do cooking together online. Okay. I've already mentioned I hate the kitchen. Okay. I cannot foresee that for me because trying to hold a conversation through video and then cook together, I chop a finger off with the knife trying to cut an onion. I don't know. It, it would be a hot mess, but it's probably doable for many, you know, uh, cooking capable people, unlike myself. You can Zoom, Skype. There are other online activities you can do, you know, I don't know, maybe read a book together, watch a movie together. You, you got to figure this shit out, right? Um, but it makes relationships go at a slower pace. Some things are worth the wait. Now, immediately, I just thought of a good thing about doing a video. You meet for coffee and you're doing a video chat, whether FaceTime, Zoom or the eHarmony's platform, and you're having coffee and get this. You're just not that into him, right? And you're having coffee. You don't need to worry about your girlfriend rescuing you. Rescuing you. Oh, all of a sudden you can think, ah. Oh, Shit. Technological difficulties. My my platform crashed. Oh, 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 can't see you. Oh, you're fuzzy. 
How about that? There's a plus, right, people? I think I think I found one major plus in doing a, you know, a, a, a video um, get together via Zoom, Skype for you single people. So maybe that's a good thing, right? Maybe we we should try that out. So there's all for you single peeps that you know. I, I guess you just gotta look down, look at it like we're gonna slow things down. And, you know, it's, it's all about being flexible and adapting. So that's what I got for you single people. Maybe not a lot, but hopefully you get a takeaway. You get something taken away from that. And last but not least, I'm going to talk about family and friends. All right, because... Kind of think this is besides, you know, me speaking for me, marriage. I think family friends is one of the toughest, toughest relationships amid COVID. You know, there's the pressures of this because we lack connection. We're not seeing families and friends as often as we'd like. You know, some are in nursing homes, some have underlining conditions or, in at, or at, at home. Um, you know, our friends and family might have differing, differing opinions about our lifestyle and our choices during COVID, you know, or you hear the latest news and you're just not meeting eye to eye. You know, there's a lot of criticisms on one another um, of our choices what we say, what we post on Facebook, what we tweet, what we put on Instagram, our anxieties of our family and friends, trying to keep each other safe, you know, the unknown future, what's going to happen, what's going to happen to us, what's going to happen to them if we see each other, if we don't see each other. Oh, it's very, very heavy weight. Because we all love one another. And I think that's why this makes this relationship so heavy and so hard to navigate. So what can we do? What can we do for those we love during this time? And I think the biggest thing we can do is communicate with one another without judging. Yeah, without judging. Um, easier for me to say than to do. So, so quick to judge people, aren't we? Um, so easy for us to want to bring people to our side during COVID, you know, to say how we feel, what we think is the best way to do, you know, that our theories, our knowledge is the most current um, and the safest. So we need to communicate without judging and we need to try and find a middle ground where when we are communicating that we don't go beyond our or their boundaries. Unconditional is huge. How we feel, what we say, we might not like or agree with one another but the love that we have for each other is unconditional. You know, we can't expect, here we go to expectations again, people. 
We can't expect our family friends to act, feel, and say the way we act, feel, and say. That's not fair. We can communicate, but we need to communicate without expectations. We can't hold each other accountable for not doing what we feel is right. And we need to remember that regardless if people matter, family matters, friends matter, it should be unconditional love, unconditionally in our lives. We need to connect connect with one another via Zoom, Skype, texting, a phone call. You know, we might not be able to go to that nursing home and see our family. For other reasons, we might not be able to go to their home and visit. They have underlying, underlying conditions. Maybe people don't feel comfortable even seeing each other. So a phone call, hearing somebody's voice is often enough. Seeing each other via Zoom, Skype, FaceTime is often enough. It's just being able to connect. And, you know, if there is a lot of friction among people in order to save a relationship, take space. It's okay to take space. It's okay to say, you know what, this is getting a little heated. Uh -uh, We're going to need a little space. But let each other know you still like love each other unconditionally, even if space is needed and warranted. Find a way to rid yourself of your frustration because you can't change other people. You you know, what they do, the feelings they cause, you can help how you're feeling, period. So meditate. Again, like I said, journal. Oh my God, journaling is so therapeutic. You know, talk to people in your lives to let off how you're feeling but don't do it with judgment. (laughs) And if you need to get outside help, get a therapist, talk to somebody who can give you unbiased input, who might give you an aha moment or show you a way which you are better able to cope. And set goals, set goals for yourself, but don't make them too far ahead. You know, set a goal for tomorrow or a day or two ahead, but don't make it too far ahead because you don't want to start bringing anxiety of things too far ahead in the future. That's not going to be helpful, but you know, maybe you set a goal for not talking to somebody, let it cool down for 24 hours. And then after 24 hours, reach out. Or you know what? I'm going to journal this and I'm going to read what I have to say and see what I find comes out of my writing. You need to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't connect. You can't care for others without caring for yourself. So that's why the utmost of importance is finding ways to release your frustration, to communicate with other people, because these are 
really, really difficult times, very challenging times. You know, everyone is adapting to these times. We're all experiencing fears and concerns of the unknown because it's always changing. We don't know what's going to happen two hours from now. You know, if there was a time to bring hope in other people, in our family members, in our friends, it truly is now. And, you know, in doing this segment, I guess my hope is that we make the most out of the relationships in, in those in our lives and that we can accept each other unconditionally. And that is hard, so hard to accept people unconditionally, regardless of differing choices and ideas. You know, there are very few things in life um, that need a hard, that need conditions put on them when it comes to, you know, relationship, there are things, but not tons. Other things that need conditions are usually, you know, building a house, your contract at work, but those that we love, those that are, you know, in our lives that matter that we can't imagine being without, those are things that during this time should not have conditions on. We should accept them unconditionally. And if we can do that during this pandemic, learn to accept each other unconditionally, what a brighter world we will have. Hopefully 2021, But as this pandemic kind of starts to lift, what beautiful relationships we will have if we can learn prior during the hardest of times to tolerate and love one another unconditionally. What a hope that is for 2021 and this epidemic that better get the fuck out of here sooner than later. Right, peeps? So I'm going to say ciao for now, and let's just give hope, hope for brighter days.